When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, maniac, wrong again, bang. This is like Heartbreak Ridge when Clint Eastwood's coming out and he's playing the sergeant. And he goes, you don't have the same shirt I have on. Maniac, get that shirt off. I got red in honor of Tiger Woods today. How you doing? Wrong again, maniac. Wrong again, baby. All right, guys, please hit the like button. As you can see, we have people that are part of the Big Sills Army here on the National Football Show. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. And by the way, I hate to do that. Gator? Gator? Okay? Well, olive oiled? (laughs) Gator? You Florida Gator guys. You know what really sucks? I have more Gator friends today in my life than I ever did when I was a younger dude. Don't ask me why. You know that place that's up on I-75 with the Gator farm? You know, you know, Gainesville's got a place called Gatorland or something. Okay? They also have some sort of like really shitty college with a so-called football team up there. And, you know, I just... I can't remember. It's, 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 it's like the pond. They call it the pond. Well, olive oiled machine. Okay. I got respect for that program, but don't tell anybody. You bet, James. King of content. And yes, hungry Bruce Arians in hour number two at 530. Oh, maniac. What? Wrong again? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Red. Tiger Woods. Tell me something, guys. What's the fascination with Tiger? What's the fascination with him? I'm watching him. I'm watching. So if you see me doing this, looking over like this, down in the Dan Cave, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the dude in the pink shirt today, and I'm doing this. What's Tiger doing? Xander was right, man. They should just have Tiger Cam just following him around. You know, get a little drone. Just follow Tiger around, whatever he's doing. The crowds are incredible. I've never seen Augusta on the first round of the tournament have a Sunday crowd because of the anticipation. I'm going to make this point to you, too. Tiger Woods is doing something Ben Hogan did back in 1949. Hogan was in a bus accident, which almost killed him. Months later, he would go on to win a U.S. Open. He's under par as of now. Can he finish it up? And will the stamina and will his conditioning, will it hold up? I'm not going to sit here and talk golf. I'm just telling you. that's He's just one of those guys that just makes you want to watch him. Like, I don't watch a lot of golf. I watch the majors and the players or in a tournament Tigers in. But what's the fascination with him? His greatness He's black. 
It's a dominant white sport. We've never seen anything like this. Jack and Tiger, right? And then everybody else can fill in the golf world. Arnold Paul. Here, I'll make this point to you, and then we'll move on. Tiger Woods has expanded golf. Arnold Palmer brought golf into the television world. Jack Nicklaus, he set the standard. Those are the three most important golfers in history. I don't know too much about Bobby Jones. I know Bobby Jones is the creator of the Masters, won the Jones Grand Slam, British and U.S. Amateur, and the U.S. and the British Open, all in the same season. You're not going to see that ever done again because professionals don't play and are given the ability to play in the British and U.S. Amateurs. So you're never going to see anything like that again. So the Tiger Slam is the standard. No, Marcus, people don't watch golf. They watch Tiger. That's kind of what we're saying. They watch Tiger. The fascination, I guess the fascination is also, we like watching greatness. America's root for the top boxer, the top quarterback, the best teams. Nobody roots for second place. This is kind of what I've been trying to tell you guys in Philadelphia. Don't root for 500. You know, Barrett said something to me about Brandon Cooks. We were on the middle today. Hey, man, watch this. Here's the difference between me and him. And Barrett's been in the market with you guys pretty much your whole entire life. You know what Barrett said? Wow, guy's averaging like 71 catches and 900 yards. Wow, I'll take that in a minute. And I was like, dude, that's common. And he's like, yeah, wait, that's common. 71 catches, 900 yards? Why, 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 why does that excite me? Oh, because he's better than anything you have with number two? <laughs> okay. You're, you're, you're talking to me about being an NFL player. Jalen Rager should be putting those numbers up. 70 catches, 900 yards. But because that guy has shit the bed so bad, 70 catches and 900 yards for a number two guy is exceptional to you. When in reality, it's average NFL. It's, wow, I'll take him. Of course you'll take him. Because you really haven't had a lot of guys at that position dominate your franchise. Everybody looks at D-Jax and goes, wow, this guy, he wasn't really. He's a one-dimensional player that, throw the ball deep, that guy's one of the best deep threats in the history of the league. That, for sure, is who he is. Come on, man. 70 catches, 900 yards. We'll, we'll get to him in a minute here. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, we're three weeks out from tonight. To the NFL draft. Three weeks. Tonight. In three weeks. Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles, has to be impacted.
impactful. Folks, I'm going to do something. You know, one thing that I've always brought to the table here, unlike anybody else in Philadelphia, Barrett said, you could have bought me with a wooden nickel that there was a wide receiver in the history of the Eagles that had a hundred catch season. He was stunned. He was also stunned when I pointed out, you've only had one 4,000 yard passing year by a quarterback. Do you know what Howie Roseman's hit ratio is in drafts since he's been involved in the draft? What percentage do you think? What percentage of Howie Roseman's picks do you think he gets right over his time since 2000? I went back and added them all up. God, I hate doing this to you. God, I hate doing this, man. Xander's going to kill me. Smile says 10%, what do you think? I'll do one more. If I told you that Howie Roseman's percentage of landing on draft choices that played more than three years is 90%, what would you say to that? So 1.9 of every 10 players how he finds a guy that will be on the team in three years. 19%. Out of every draft, 1.9. Okay, hold on. Hey, I think somebody's maybe playing with us. I'm going to do it again. 19% Howie Roseman has hit with players that have lasted three years or more. Yes, Mile. And you guys... Gave him a three-year contract extension. Nineteen percent. Not anybody in Philly's telling you that, are they? Not anybody is telling you that. Hey, maniac! I think he is too. Right? Players that last three years or more, 19% how he's landed on. Kay Hopkins, I went back to 2000 since he's been in the front office. And then I started putting when he was director of player personnel. Then I went into when he became the first time GM, his first stint. I know there was a pause. 
during the Chip Kelly time and then when he has been currently the general manager of the team. What do you make of that? 19% Howie Roseman's hit rate on players that stay on the roster three years or more. I'm supposed to believe that Howie, with all these draft choices, here, I got the number here. Top three rounds, 15, 18, you got a second, and you got two threes, one from the Saints now. That's a good question. What's the NFL average? That's a, no, no. I'm going to look that up. Junior, thanks for stepping in. I know, Anthony, he wasn't. He was a capologist. I said from the time Howie was in charge of personnel, the director of personnel, unless the website's lying with the Eagles, to the time he got put in the broom closet, I didn't count that. And then after is what I said I used as my contacts. Jesus, crimity. Don't take 5% of what I say and twist it into some bullshit. Okay? I know he wasn't. He was in the capologist department in the library. I get it. That's a good point, K. Hopkins. What's the league average? I'd like to know that. I don't know what the league average is when it comes to organizations hitting on players that last three or more years. That's a good, that's a, that, that's a good point. Okay? Big picking. That's what we do here. What we try to do is we try to figure out, hey, if people are using all kinds of metrics today to look at players in a draft or to look at this particular way of building a team, you've got to have data. Okay? I mean, you, you, you basically, you have to take the data, then you have to crunch those numbers up and say, okay, what are the... So my point is here, here's the point. Here's the point. What percentage does Howie have of rebuilding this football team into a Super Bowl contender? Because you're not now. You're not. Howie's got a 19% chance of being right in the draft. Eighty percent chance, eighty-one percent chance of failure. Or seventy-one, excuse me. A failure. Dude, this is why what he's doing here, okay? 81%, excuse me. Listen, this is why it's such a gamble not to utilize free agency because free agency can can cover mistakes all the time. And to go after low salary guys and to go after dudes that are not the frontline guys in free agency when they're available 
I think is a mistake. And how he needs all these picks because of the percentage that I threw at you. That's right, Maniac. He's got to land. He's got to land on all these guys now because he's dismissed free agent. This is my point. Dude, 19%? That gives me what? Going into the April draft three weeks from tonight. Do I feel really positive? By the way, it's a great point that some of you are bringing up. Seals, do you think the league average is around that? Probably. Probably. So how he's right along the lines of being average with the league average, I would think that that number's probably correct. I'm guessing that. I haven't done my homework on that because I've been kind of isolating on the Eagles here. But if you were to if you were to put my feet to the fire, I would say, well, how he's probably... He's probably in the conversation with the rest of the league and their GMs when being around 20% right in the draft. Yeah, okay. But I don't know if I get any comfort three weeks from tonight feeling that he's going to land on all of a sudden starters that are going to be on this football team for their second contracts. You see what I'm saying? He needs to draft. Watch this, guys. Let's just, how about if we lowered the bar? How about if we lowered the bar and did this? I just want some of these guys to get to their second contracts. Gator says Alshon Jeffries was a good signing. Gator, I used to think that. Until I realized he never fulfilled the contract and they ate dead money in the final year of the deal. So at the end of the deal, he never lived up to that contract he signed. Lenny says how he tried to get Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. The Ben Simmons of NFL players. Come on, man. Xander just said this. They're still eating dead money on that deal with Alshon Jeffries. Cost them a lot last season. And it was Xander pointing it out to me. Sills, you keep telling me that Howie's this capologist guy. There's still $35 million in dead money on the team. They're still eating money on that Alshon Jeffries deal. Going on three years now, him not being on the team. That's a good deal? Come on, Gator. Come on, Gator. Right? Come on now. Just because he was part of that Super Bowl, come on now. $5.5 million in dead cap money. $5.5 million last year, all thanks to Alshon Jeffries. Man, that's a terrible deal. That's a terrible deal. Jose said the two picks that killed them is Rigger and J-Jaw. Those should be Jefferson and Metcalf. Okay. 
you get Jefferson and Metcalf on your football team. Carson Wentz is still here. Who's Carson Wentz throwing to? You guys haven't had wide receiver in this organization since the team has been founded. I mean, it's not like you guys have had wide receivers that you go, that guy's one of the greatest wideouts in the history of the NFL. I mean it. Yeah, but still, we've had tight ends. I'm not talking tight ends. I'm not talking tight ends. The premium positions that the Eagles have on the team, pass rusher, watch this. I'm going to show you what they should be paying. And get this, I'm just going to go with what a franchise tag is. Quarterback, franchise tag, 29.7. That's a franchise tag, NFL quarterback today. Let's just round it off to 30 because Big Sills is not. I went to Miami. I didn't go to Bama like Xander. Let's just do this. 30 million. Okay. 19 million for a wide receiver. There's 50 million bucks. Two players. Oh, wait. Gets better. Edge rusher. 19 million. $70 million. $70 million. $70 million. And the three positions that you have to be efficient in, three positions, quarterback, wide receiver, and edge rusher. $70 million. Here's the Eagles. base salary for Devontae Smith. $850,000 for Quez. $1.87. Here, I'll just take one of them. I won't take both of them. $825,000 for Devontae. Your quarterback makes... 1.5. And your edge rusher. What did Hassan, what did, what did, what did, um, I guess we're going to call Hassan Reddick the top pass rusher on the team. What, what, what's his base? Seven? Let's just say it's seven, seven million per year. Quarterback makes 1.5, and your star receiver makes 825,000. You got $9 million wrapped up into key positions that you have to have to win in the NFL. No, no, no. I'll take that back. You've got $9 million wrapped up in the positions that you need to contend. And the teams that are contending have north of $70 million invested in those three. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. You got less than $10 million where most teams have $70 million wrapped up in those three positions. And if you're not at 70 million, you must have a quarterback on a rookie year on a rookie deal. 
Yeah, Marcus. The Bengals have a franchise quarterback. You don't. You got Jalen. You don't have Joe Burrow. And by the way, Josh Allen just signed a $40 million deal. He was on a rookie deal. They went out, got Stefan Diggs for him, added him to the mix, helped Josh Allen. Josh Allen now makes $40 million. Hello. They got the receiver, then they paid the quarterback. See, once they knew they had the quarterback, they were building on that rookie deal. They knew they needed to get somebody. Buffalo went and got that dude from Minnesota. Allen's going to need him. Allen kicked. Dak Prescott doesn't get his contract unless Amari Cooper goes to Dallas. The Philadelphia Eagles shop at the dollar store where teams like the Rams, they, they shop at Neiman Marcus. Oh, yes, and that's right. All your money's in your old line. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But when you're looking to move the sticks and you're looking to win championships, you could have the best old line in football. <laughs> Ask the Colts. You know the Colts and the Eagles have two of the top units in the NFL. One team got destroyed in the playoffs and the other team didn't make the playoffs. Great, Congratulations. You two teams have two of the best old lines, and you went nowhere last year. But Sills, we made the playoffs. Here. Here, I got, I'm sure. Oh, wait. Here's your commemorative. I made the playoffs. Here, 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 here's your playoff trophy. Here, here. Here's your playoff trophy. It's all for you, man. Congratulations. This is your 17th place trophy. Congratulations to you. Here, here. <laughs> Congratulations. our dead cap money alone to buy a top five wide receiver in the NFL he's right you could have afforded it you're 30 million dollars under the cap okay 35 million gets two elite wideouts I don't think you're paying for people like Tariq Kill, but you're paying for somebody like DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. You're paying for those two guys with that cash. You may not be paying for extension for Diggs and for Hill, but you could get DK and AJ Brown with that money. Yeah, you can. Oh, man. I hated to do that to you. Here's your, like, 10th place trophy. Congratulations, Eagles. You made the playoffs. We made the playoffs. Here you go. What do I do with it? I don't know. Stick it in a drawer somewhere? As far as I'm concerned, like my daughter would do, she'd stick it in the trash can. (laughs) Gator says the Eagles haven't had an elite wide receiver since T.O. Would you call Macklin an elite guy? Maybe, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I guess. I wouldn't call D-Jax elite. D-Jax needs an elite receiver on the other side to get the best out of what he does. Okay? And that's being a deep threat. You can't have a deep threat on your football team 
if you don't have a quarterback that could deliver the deep pass. Can you imagine having Deshaun Jackson on the Eagles today? It'd be the biggest waste of a of a position next to Jalen Rager. You might as well have Jalen Rager there. If you can't deliver the deep pass to the deep threat, what's the point? <laughs> Davey Boy says, I'm a Giants fan. Well, uh, Davey Boy, I wouldn't say Giants fan, but since my uncle was a pro football Hall of Famer with the Giants, I don't know. Do I have an affection for him? Yeah. Did I set up cones for them at the Yale Bowl when I was a kid? Did I know Wellington Mayor? Yeah. You you caught me. (laughs) You caught me. That's his... Hall of Fame jersey right there. When Robustelli got inducted into the New York Giants ring of honor. Yeah, you're right. You caught me. I don't know. You know, family matters. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still a giant fan. Well, I don't know. You know, we, we, we got a little tie busted. You caught me. My uncle's a Hall of Fame giant. Whoa, my God. Hey, I won't bring him up again. Hey, you guys do know Gary Cobb played for the Cowboys too, you know. Just keep a score here if we want to be fair. How you doing? (laughs) I was in the locker room with Gary. Gary goes, I'm being traded to the Eagles. I went, good luck. I didn't know anything about you guys. I went like that. (laughs) I just ooze Giants. No, that's my attitude because I'm from New England. My wife used to say this. Hey, Davey, my wife used to do this. I'll give you a little insight. When I first took my wife, who's from Richmond, Virginia, home of the Confederacy, she lived in Dallas her whole life. That's where I met her. She goes like this to me. This probably fits in Philly, too. So get this. Watch this. My wife, she's my girlfriend then. She's like, does everybody up here hate their life? (laughs) It's snowing and it's cold. I go, no, no, not everybody up here hates their life. She's like, Jesus, cry me. People are so mean. I'm like, well, I mean, it's 10 feet of snow. You got to dig your ass out of this. What do you want them to do? Hey, how you doing? You see, hey, here's a New Englander. Just so you know, you ready? Birdman. Hey, dude, what time is it? Hey, dude, no disrespect, Aunt Betty, but I'm going to say it. Watch this. The fuck do I look like, Big Ben? Oh, you gotta watch. No, excuse me, what time is it? I just told you I'm not Big Ben, guy. Okay, I'm not Big Ben. Get yourself a watch. <laughs> right? You're like, you ask dumb questions to people in New England, Philly, you know, Boston. You're gonna get a dumb answer. Oh, I look like Big Ben. Okay. I don't know, Matt. I met my wife in Dallas, and I used to pull up to this McDonald's, and this smoking chick used to – what do you want, Mr. Silly? I go, two fish fillets. What else? Well, let me think about it. Well, let me know. I'm like, I'll let you know in about an hour. <laughs> oh, man. This chick's everywhere in Dallas. Beautiful women. Beautiful. Yo, Silio, been watching you for a couple of weeks. Callie. All right, man. Thank you, Jose. I appreciate it, brother. 
Time for a new mock draft pick, Sales. We're working on it. You know what? Hey, this, this mock draft that I put together, no wonder Xander laughed at me, dude. Dude, you're, he, he, it's good, Sills, if you don't live in Philly. <laughs> he going. <laughs> I feel, wait a minute. Actually, I got, I got the trade right. I said Seattle would trade Russell Wilson to Denver. So they never gets anything right. Well, I predicted it the week before they traded Wilson to Denver that Seattle would take Denver's pick in the first round this year. I think they're going to get a quarterback. That's pretty much the only thing I'm right on this. Okay? But the rest of this, the, the Eagle stuff, man, is stupid now. I look like an idiot. I totally look like an idiot now. Ugh. Xander's going like this. That's not, no, 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 no. That's not going to work. Oh, my God. Xander says that they're going to draft Corral. If he's in the second round, they will. Big sales got booed <laughs> during mock draft. <laughs> ah! uh, you got this because you hated one guy. Still stop. That's it, Matt. When I'm thinking about Eagle draft, don't use logic. I got it. Thank you for the advice. Damn straight. McDuffie, you guys, forget it. Forget it. Hey, you're right. Watch this. You guys are right. He's, he's probably next to the Cincinnati kid. The best DB in the draft, though, ain't working. Holy cow. Wait a minute. I just got a text. I can only imagine. Okay. It's the wife. Okay. Stop hollering at people. Sorry. My wife says I'm hollering at you. See, Xander put me in a Really shitty mood today, but it's better now. I'm feeling better. He says I was at, you know what he called me? He called me Ben Simmons earlier. He called me, I'm going to leave it there, but he called me Ben Simmons earlier. I took offense to that, by the way. I'm offended by those remarks. You know, not that I get offended or by any comments or any statements or anything. You know, nothing, nothing gets me aggravated or anything. You know, not, not, nothing. See, I don't get bugged. <laughs> I, I don't, nothing bothers me. By the way, Bruce Arians, hour number two, 530 Eastern. All right. How much influence does your boy Nick Sirianni have in this upcoming NFL draft? Let's hit on that. Hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's a like button. Big Sales National Football Show. Don't forget... Bruce Arians in hour number two at 5.30. Oh, yes. By the way, Ocean's Casino, Big Sills, is coming out of the Dan Cave. I am leaving the Dan Cave, and I will be at Ocean's if you want to come. and Hey, by the way, I'll tell you what. Big Sills Army, we may have to rope it off, you know. You know, we may have to rope it off because we'll be going three to six by then. Leading into a draft show. Can't tell you everything, but we'll be leading into probably one of the best draft shows there is in Philadelphia and maybe all time. Okay, this, thing, this thing's going to be, there's going to be like a mariachi band. I'm kidding. There's going to be a band from what I'm told, though. <laughs> It'll be a mariachi band, you know? I, I don't know. Whatever Big Joe's doing. So... I may have to put some of you stonads on the show with me. I don't know yet. I don't know if that's a good idea. But then again, 500 was pretty good, wasn't he? So, we, I don't know. I, may, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. We'll have to get and put our collective heads together and figure out if we're going to put some stonads on the show here. I don't know yet. I, don't, I know Phil Sims will jump aboard with me and how I do draft shows. Terry Bradshaw will be on with us. I know a whole bunch of people that are coming on. We'll put Jimmy Johnson on. Believe me, you'll you'll not want to miss it. We'll have some of the biggest names. We'll have general managers on probably too, like Tom Telesco. We'll get him away from his phone. I don't know if we can get Adam Shifty, 
away from his phone. Now he's making $9 million. Oh! $9 million for that guy. Dude, Big Sales has shot himself in the foot. That guy makes $9 bucks. My daughter has more talent. Give me a break, man. Holy. Put Maniac on the show? Why would I want to put that toolbox on my show? I told him that. We'll see, man. I know, I want, definitely want to have a drink with that dude. I'm the, go ahead, Joe. All good. All right. May I throw an off topic at you before I get into Sirianni? Can I, can I throw an off topic at you here for a second? I can't believe that there is a section of the Eagle fan base that despises Donovan McNabb so much. Who would you start your franchise with? McNabb or Jalen Hurts? Because, you know, sometimes I got to think non-reasonable to some of you guys. Shots fired, 610. <laughs> Shots fired. Who would you build your franchise around? McNabb or Hurts? McNabb all day. McNabb all day, every day. Eagles O-line won the Super Bowl. Foles was untouched. T. Lewis goes, McNabb, come on. I agree. I'm, 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 I just want to get a sense if you believe that five is the best quarterback you've ever had. Don't put McNabb in Hurts in the same sentence. Do you think Donovan McNabb on that 2017 team would have delivered the Super Bowl? If it was McNabb instead of Foles. Because do you agree? Xander told me this. If Wentz was the quarterback of that 17 team, the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Even though he was playing MVP football. Now that I see Wentz, something's different from Wentz from that 17 season. After he got hurt, I thought he was the up-and-coming Brett Favre. Okay. Okay, Ian Rappaport, the rap sheet. We've been reporting this for the last couple weeks that Honey Badger had a virtual visit with the Eagles and as Philly has emerged as a prime location for one of the top free agents. Honey Badger visited the Saints this week and now has done a Zoom with Philly. His market is heating up. It's not really any news that we haven't been reporting. I know the Eagles have a deal on the table. They've had a deal on the table. I tweeted it. The Eagles have a deal on the table for Honey Badger. You don't know shit, Cilio. Oh, I see. So now you guys believe it. <laughs> Come on, dogs. Go back into my Twitter and go look at it. I, I think I did that maybe two weeks ago. Oh, but Rap Sheet has it now, so it's not news to me. They have a deal on the table for Honey Badger. I've known this for 10 days. I may have to retweet that thing. 
great. Old news to this show. I, I think I even maybe have told you some of you guys that here. That Honey Badger, they have a deal on the table for Honey Badger. Okay. Be a great sign. It cost them some money too. You know what, Chris? What's crazy about that deal? Saints got Lattimore. You know what's crazy? How he makes a deal with the Saints for draft picks and not Lattimore or Michael Thomas. I want those players and not the picks. You know, I want the players. Why didn't you ask for Michael Thomas or Lattimore? Right? If I'm going to give a first rounder up, and I'm going to give you a first rounder this year. Why wouldn't you have wanted the player back? You think McNabb wins that Super Bowl? Let me get back to my comment. You think McNabb gets back to and wins that Super Bowl if he's a quarterback of that 17 team? You think he wins it? Easy money. Yes, sir. McNabb would have won. T. Lewis says McNabb and Wentz would not have won. D says yes, Big Sills. Here. Way to go, Xander. April 2nd. What are we at now? Oh, it's a couple days away. My mistake. Five days ago, reports are the Eagles have offered former Chiefs DB Honey Badger a contract. You don't know shit, Silio. You don't know crap. Everything you say is bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, Rap Sheet, welcome aboard, man. Come on in. <laughs> welcome aboard. You're wrong about everything. <laughs> I know. It's podcasternobody.com talking shit to me. It's all good. Even Camara, right, Chris? I'm with you. Even Camara. Dante says McNabb would have choked in the NFC title game. <laughs> wow. Hell no, McNabb was. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Brady owned McNabb. I don't know. Put Randall on the Lions with Barry. They went three Super Bowls. That team was pretty decent. Got to an NFC title game. Paul says Howie's new name is Worm Tongue. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell that is, but it sure sounds funny. Yeah, you ain't building your team. or You're building your team around five, man. You're not building it around Jalen. Hell, the damn organization today ain't building it around Jalen. They're building it around his weak-ass contract. <laughs> McNabb was Mr. Anti-Clutch. Four NFC title games? I don't know, man. That's awful good. Oh, and I wait a minute, wait a minute. Here, Sills. Congratulations, Dan. You've been awarded the participation trophy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want I would like to accept this for all losers out there who have come in second. Thank you. You know, it's really hard to, you know, come in second. You know, you just gotta shit the bed in the game that matters the most. And thank you very much, everyone. Hey. I shit the bed. I just wanted you to know. Thank you. 
everyone's like, what the hell is he holding? Evan Lagoria gave me this. See this thing? It's like a junior Rawlings uh, gold glove. I never realized it until like a couple months ago. That dude signed it for me. I was like, wait a minute. Evan signed that for me? My wife picked it up. She goes, oh, that was awful nice of Longoria to sign that. I'm like, I never knew he did it. He goes, you didn't know he signed it for you. No. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I got people doing all kinds. Dude, I got a picture over here of Leroy Salmon. I picked it up because I used the frame. He signed it for me. He says, Big Sills, love you. I got shit all over the place. Oh, Larry says, I definitely feel like we should scoop a receiver to either elevate Hertz now or the next quarterback. Larry, I think that's exactly what John McMullen's thinking. Okay. That they're going to draft a quarter. They're going to draft a wide receiver, but they're doing it for the next dude. Jeffrey, I agree. Honey Badger would be a great, Hey, Honey Badger could save their off season. Honey Badger could save their free agency. Okay. Oh, you know, I do have a couple Tiffany pieces back there. Buccaneers gave me one. My alumni football is from Tiffany's of uh, New Oak. Whatever that means. I knew a girl named Tiffany. I can't tell you where I met her, but they have fireman poles there. I'll leave it there. Is that cool? All right. <laughs> Yeah. And Longoria's a good dude, man. Hey, Jose, you get you get honey badger, man. You get one of the premier safeties in the NFL. Then you draft an edge rusher. Yeah, you've improved. No comment, Fred. Fred, leave my good friends from Hooters alone. Okay? I gotta take a time out. Don't forget hour number two. We have Bruce Arians joining us, okay? I got to get to Sirianni. How much influence will he have in this draft? We'll do that next. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The crowd of people we have in here, man. Big sales here on the National Football Show. Ford says, I was friends with a Tiffany, a star, and a crystal. Put them together, and the party's lit. Thank you. <laughs> hey, so you know, Fort, I knew a chandelier, a champagne, a Mercedes, a star, okay? All fine entertainers. All f- one of one of the... Some of the best entertainers you could possibly meet. Unbelievable entertainers. Wow. They could basically knock your socks off. (laughs) It's all good. All right. Don't forget Bruce Arians. Sorry, Aunt Betty. Hour number two. All right, guys. I'm probably asking another stupid question. Here's, here's another stupid question for you. I talked to Barrett about this earlier. Does Sirianni have any say whatsoever in the upcoming NFL draft? Chastity. New Chastity. That's sad. God, I know all these women. Or ones that went by the names of Chastity. Oh. Zero not happening. <laughs> Hey, hey, Fred, do us all a favor. Show a little optimism. Zero, nothing. Move on. Next. Sammy says, as much say as I do. (laughs) Steve's like, hey, there's a a New England, there's a South Philly answers. Silio, what do you think? Here, you want to ask a stupid question? I'll throw a stupid question back at you. Hey, Asbag, what do you think? Oi, hey. <laughs> oh, man. Sirianni gets to choose to say great pick or excellent pick. No, actually, smile. I thought that Howie 
would have Sirianni in the uh, draft room and he would be saying this to him. Hey, Nick, can you do me a favor? Can you make sure that, you know, when you get some pancakes, make sure you have maple syrup sauce? You know, maple syrup is good too. Yeah, don't get the Aunt Jemima. You know how people are. I don't want anyone to say I got racist. You know, I got racist stuff when it comes to like putting syrup on my pancakes. So don't go there. I can't have that. You know, I mean, do me a favor. Hey, Nick, go park my car. (laughs) Good evening there, Jordan. I appreciate it. Hey, wait a minute. It's a good point, Matt Hatter. So wait a minute. I didn't want to get on an airplane to come to Philadelphia, so I did a Zoom call with the Eagles. What do you guys want? (laughs) This guy goes to New Orleans because obviously he played in the state of Louisiana, you know? I mean, look, come on. He played at LSU. I get it. But he, watch this. Here, here. This is must. This is what the interview or whatever it was between Honey Badger and the Eagles. Yeah, what do you guys want? <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know. You, we'd we'd like to see what your interest is in playing here. Hang on for a second. I got another Zoom call with the um, Vikings. Hang on. Oh, that's Thursday. Who are you guys again? Oh, yo. Who's the guy in the room? Hi, I'm Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm, Nick, I'm Nick Sirianni. Oh, you're the coach of the Eagles. Shit, I, I, I had no idea what you looked like until now in the Zoom call. Wow, coach, how you doing, man? I'm Honey Badge. How you doing? Yeah, we know. We're Zooming you. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. I'm getting back to you guys, right? So how how are things going? Ah, my meeting with Mickey Loomis of the Saints went great. So can I help you guys? <laughs> well, we'd like to know what your interest level is in playing in Philly. <sighs> well, if you could raise my market value in any way, a lot. <laughs> huh? Here, hold, hold on. Got another Zoom over here. Ah, don't worry about it. It's the Jets. What were we saying again? Yeah, man. So, like, you know, we, we have an up-and-coming team. We made the playoffs. Please, can you hold for a minute? Just for a moment, okay? Hold on for a second. Oh, wait. It's Doug Peterson. <laughs> Doug's calling me, you know. This guy won a Super Bowl. That's right. He won with you. Why'd you fire Doug? Well, you know, I'm sorry? Well, you know... It's internal. Oh. Well, here. Let me let me let me let me text. Hold on. Let me let me instant message. Dear Doug. I'm talking to the Eagles. You're next. Send. Now get back to you now. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winning coach. That's right. Again, I keep forgetting he won it with you guys. So wait a minute, he went to Super Bowl and then like four years later, you fire him? Wow, must have been terrible. What happened? That's what I'd ask. What happened that you'd fire a Super Bowl coach? Wait a minute. Come to think of it, you fired another Super Bowl coach. The guy I was just playing for. Holy shit, wait a minute, wait a minute. You fired Andy. I just got through playing with him. Yeah, um, 
<laughs> Do you think this meeting's going well? <laughs> just, just a hypothetical. How do you think the meeting's going? Wait a minute. You're firing. You fired a guy. Didn't he go to four straight NFC championship games with you too? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. And I got another call with Doug. You fired him too. Can you tell me what's going on in Philly? Shit, I thought it was the fans. <laughs> How do you think that meeting's going? Well, good. Help me out. Help me out. <sighs> hey, Maniac goes, Dan Cilio, good morning, my friend. From Osaki, Japan. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Origato, my friend. Origato. Konnichiwa. That's actually something. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why did Doug? <laughs> he goes in and sack one out. Honey Badger Hunter. <laughs> Dude, right? All right, hour two is right around the corner, man. So we all agree Sirianni has no say in this thing. He probably goes, hey, I'd like to have this guy. Okay, thanks, Nick. We'll get back to you. We'll let you know if we, we like him. It's not a way to do business, friends. That is totally not a way to do business. Okay? It's not. Hour number two. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. 
go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Two National Football Show. It's your boy Big Sills. Thank you so much for coming aboard with us. In this hour, 5:30 Eastern Time, Bruce Arians, the former Buck coach, will join us. I know the guys this morning, and the birds were saying, Hey, Cilio's got Arians coming on, and Bruce made, and I'm gonna paraphrase this. He was on, I guess, a Phoenix station and he said something like hey Brady gets too much of the credit and Byron Leftwich deserved a little bit more of the credit for Brady's success the last two years in Tampa so we're going to talk to Bruce Arians about an array of things and I'm going to ask him flat out guys did Brady push you upstairs how long has this transition plan been in place for you was this something that as soon as the season ended, you were thinking about? Did the Glazers force this on you? So I'm going to ask Bruce Arians all these questions. That'll be at the bottom of the hour. I'll ask him what he thought of Jalen Hurts. I will. I'll get his opinion. He's not the head coach anymore. He could talk about him. And I'll also ask, did they really look at bringing Baker Mayfield down? You know, there was a conversation out there that the Buccaneers were looking at potentially bringing Baker Mayfield down to Tampa Bay. So we'll ask him all that. Before I get into the second hour here, though, I, 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 want to, I want to say something, guys. And this is the reason I got into sports talk. And I saw something. And listen, sports fans, I think, will understand where I'm coming from. But indulge me for two minutes here. That National Communist Association of America, also known as the NCAA, have a fascist mentality. It should be destroyed. Mark Emmert, the head of that fascist organization, is on Capitol Hill petitioning congressmen to try to fight the NIL ruling. Because he says it hurts college football. That low life would rather see coaches making 11, 12, 13 million dollars and the ADs, but the kids get shit. They have shit on kids for a hundred years. It's the most hypocritical place in America. You talk about child labor laws being violated every single freaking day that there's college sports that go on in this country. The state makes the money. The kids make nothing. Less than 1% of those kids, 1%, go on to play pro athletic sports. 
the NCAA is the biggest fascist company in this country. And you've got people like Mark Emmert saying that that nil law or ruling should be handled more by the NCAA. It's their last hope at keeping power that they've lost. They have no credibility. I, I saw Jay Billis the other day prior to the national championship game just kicked the shit out of the NCAA. He's right. They violate child labor laws in this country every single day. They get away with it. They get away with it. What a unbelievably awful scenario. The NCAA right now is more entrenched in whether or not a dude can charade himself as a chick and perform in women's sports and completely destroy Title IX. The NCAA doesn't even look at Title IX as a ruling that this country has. They don't give a shit about it. They'd rather give it to some dude that calls himself a chick. You know, most of the women were told at that event at the NCAAs were told that, hey, don't comment on it because, you know, we're handling it in a different way. Schools were also told, dude, transgender athletes should not be performing in women's sports. You endanger women's sports by doing that. You're taking scholarships away from women. It's not my, hey, listen, I'm not here talking trash on transgender athletes. I think you have an opportunity. You should have a transgender event for the NCAAs. No problem. Zero. I'll support it. I will support it. You want to have a transgender Olympics? I'll support it. Everyone in this country should have a chance to have a bite at the apple. No pun intended. But to sit there and try to tell me a dude that's bored of dude is a chick just because they say is ridiculous. You hurt women's sports, man. You know, maybe I'm more, more in tune with this now because my daughter is an Olympic potential athlete, and I surely wouldn't want a position that she's fighting for taken away by a dude because he couldn't compete with the rest of the guys. I, I just don't. Okay? I just don't. And, and, and I hope people – you see, people will take 5% of what I'm saying here – and they'll call me either a homophobe or a transgender phobe or whatever. No, I don't want to see women's sports continue to grow. You know, women's sports being on the back page, they fight just getting on the sports page. And I don't want women's sports on the front page because a dude's masquerading himself as a chick. It's not the way to go, man. Women fight in this country for every place they can. How would you like to be a woman in this country? How would you like to be a black woman in this country? You talk about being kicked around. Now you're allowing dudes into women's sports? Man, that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. And just so you know, what makes this show great? I have freedom and liberty to say that. And again, know this, please, if you take anything from this, 
Transgender people should have every rights in this country as every other American. You should have your chance to do everything you want, succeed, be given all opportunities. But don't take opportunities away from women who have been fighting since 1927 and since Nixon signed the Title IX law into effect in this country where you had to have women athletes at colleges. Don't take that away. You're adding a dude to a women's scholarship pool. It's not fair. All right, enough of that. Moving on. Have to say that. Okay? Have to say that. It's just, it's not fair. It's just not fair. Tougher to be a black woman, Sills? Absolutely. Black women in this country, man. <sighs> God bless you, man. Raising kids, you know, being a single parent. I'm, you know what's crazy? How about this? Yeah, right, Chris. Say it on Twitter. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Being a black woman in this country, man. You got to fight for everything, man. I, I, I was around all them single moms that raised those wonderful kids, teammates of mine. Michael Irvin's mom, 17 kids in the house, no father. Come on, man. Man, I've seen some of the greatest hardworking black women in this country raise their children, and it's remarkable the love that's in those homes. Not that I'm shocked, but you need to walk in them homes and see it. Man, where's the father? Ah, he left years ago. Your mother's doing all this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Chris says women athletes should be furious. Chris, they can't be. They're being told to shut up. Get this, the one event... At the U.S. Um, NCAA event that they had recently where the dude won that event, was in another event, finished fifth, tied. Do you know what they did? They gave the other trophy and told the girl to take the picture with the sixth-place finisher and gave the trophy to the dude so that the dude could have a one and a five to take a photo op even though they tied and all the girls, I saw this on Tucker Carlson last night and she was like, they made me go and take the picture with the sixth place finisher. And they let him have the trophy and not me. And all the athletes were watching this and all going, that's bullshit. I watched that and I was like, man, that's so uncool. That's so uncool. Yeah. Hey, nuts, Penn told the girl to shut up. You have, and she had every right because she finished fifth. Man. All right. Brandon Cooks. Hey, don't forget, Bruce Arians, bottom of the hour. Can I do something here for a second? Let me look at something here. Brandon Cooks. Would you guys like to have him on the Eagles? See, Brandon Cooks, Honey Badger, Hassan Reddick. 
Could the guy save free agency? Brandon Cooks. Let's take a look at this kid. Would you like to have Brandon Cooks? 215 says no. 215, I'm starting to think you say no on everybody. (laughs) Right? I'm starting to think you say no on everybody. Xander says yes. Six years, 1K season. Let's take a look at this. Wait, Brandon Cooks has got... Well, well, wait, the numbers here are a little bit better than what... um, are a little bit better than what... What's his name told me? Um, What um, Baird told me. Hopefully I'm looking at... Brandon... Brandon Cooks, Texans, right? 84 catches, 1178, 78, 1173, 65, 1082, 80 catches, 1204. Last year he had 1,000 yards, 1,087 on 90 catches. He's got 7,900 yards. That's not an average of 900 yards um, a season. And 78 catches. That's not what that is. Okay? That's not what this is. He's got 573 catches. New Orleans, the Raiders, and Houston. Those are his numbers? You're right, I want them. That's not average. I was under the assumption he was at 900 yards and 78 catches, and that was his average, and I'm kind of like, okay, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six times he was a 1,000-yard receiver. Six out of eight years. From what I understand, the Texans want a second rounder for him. Is that correct? And they have a second rounder this year. Would you give that second rounder up for him? How old is he? How old is Brandon Cooks? He's 28. He's 28. In six of his eight years, he had 1,000 yards? Okay. Reel it in, Cells. I'll take that guy. Who are his quarterbacks? Wait. Wait, wait, he had 1,000 yards with Mills last year, right? So that's who Deshaun Watson was throwing to? I'm surprised that Deshaun Watson 
hasn't had Barry in Cleveland call the um, call the Texans and try to get Cooks up there. Dude, those are damn good numbers. Those are solid. I mean, those are solid. Watch this. He, Xander, you're right. He is a one. He is a one here. That's a solid. That's a solid career, man. Above north of solid. Twenty eight. I'd give a. I'd give a second rounder up, bro. The Texans aren't going to give up Brandon Cooks for a second day draft choice. That ain't working. I, 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 if I were the Texans, I'd keep him before I'd give that up. That is a legitimate football player right there. That's a legitimate guy, man. Jose, I'm wrong. I, I, I probably should have looked up the numbers myself. But six of the eight, yeah, I, I thought this guy had 900 yards. I'm like, man, man, that's kind of average. But wouldn't you say, Xander, with the numbers he's put up, that guy's average probably around that one 500-yard year kind of kills him. But <clears throat> that could have – was that COVID or something? But outside of that one 500-yard year, I mean, that guy's averaging 1K a year. He only started seven games when he didn't hey, – he was still been on pace, right? 14 games. He was on pace for 1,300 yards. He was on pace for 1,300 yards that year. 500 yards in seven games, over another seven, he's got 1,014. And now with three added, he'd probably get another 1,200 there. He got another 1,200-yard season. This guy's a baller, man. This guy's a baller, and they only want a second-rounder for him? I'll take that. Yeah, but I thought I saw another season later where he was either hurt or it was COVID or something. I thought there was another later year in there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, with the 19 year I was looking at, I saw the first year. That's more the 19 season I was looking at that. What happened? Well, yeah, the night. Yeah, I don't know what happened. The 19 season, I think Watson was still on the team, right? Don't know what happened there. Have to do. I'm going to do some homework on him. I'm going to definitely do some homework. Hey, listen, we're going to take a timeout because we got Bruce Arians coming on, and I want to get to him, give him as much time as possible. So he may be chiming in a little bit sooner or a little bit later. So I want to give him every opportunity to come aboard with us. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Bruce Arians, the former head coach of the Buccaneers, is right around the corner. We'll talk more NFL draft. I'm talking all the NFL draft. Players that I think have moved around, helped themselves, hurt themselves. We'll get back to you. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. We appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. We're going to be talking with our friend Bruce Arians. And what a great run Bruce had with the Buccaneers. You know, Bruce Arians and his legacy is about winning. And it's also about transitioning. I believe it with all my heart that Bruce Arians wanted to make sure that he passed off a football team to a minority coach that would have a chance. I do. I believe that. Because you know what? There's no bullshitting around with Bruce. Bruce Arians, he's going to put you on blast. But you know what? That's because Bruce has coached players like that. And you know what? I'm going to say it one more time to you. Players love guys who are honest and direct. Because you know immediately where you stand. You know why Arians had success in the NFL? Just like my coach. Hey, by the way, that same dude that you see on Fox NFL, Jimmy Johnson, that ain't the same dude that coached me and all those legendary players that he had at Miami the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. That ain't the same dude. Jimmy, look you right in the face and tell you who you were, what you were, 
and what you meant to him in the football team. Hey, man, he can love you all you want. I was one of Jimmy Johnson's favorite players. But that didn't mean shit when it came to winning. Yeah, you screwed up, man. He's in your ass. And you know what was really crazy? And by the way, Bruce Arians, in my opinion, I think Bruce Arians, I think Bruce has the same mentality as my coach did, Jimmy Johnson. I told you the story before, man. Jimmy Johnson used to get in my ass all the time. God dang it, Silio. You need to do this. You need to get better. You need to do this. You need to stop talking about I, I, I all the time. Jesus Gramini, man. What the hell are we doing here? Finally, man, I just, I just blew up. Right? And before I bring Bruce Arians on here, I want to tell you. So Jimmy Johnson used to just go, God dang it, Silio. Well, I was one of his favorite players. God dang it, Silio. What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Finally, I said, God damn it, coach. Why are you on my ass so much? You know what he said to me? Son, worry when I ain't on your ass. I went like this. That thing rocked me back for like, I was like this. Cilio, worry when I don't have you in my radar, that's when you need to worry. And that's kind of Coach Bruce Arians is. He joins us now here on the National Football Show. Coach, is that... Does that kind of lay it out a little bit on who you are a little bit too, right? All, all the way, brother. If, I, if I'm not cussing you out, I don't care enough about you. <laughs> That's right. Coach, how is it? Let me, let me start. To, first off, congratulations on, on, on your transition. You know, this, this to me here, and I'm part of the media that believes that this is something that you coveted because, Coach, your actions have dictated this. So I have to give you congratulations, but how long has this been in the works for you and how long you wanted to have something like this for a coach like Todd Bowles? Well, I can also say, Sills, you know, when I took the job in Tampa, this was on my radar sooner or later. Didn't know when, but it was definitely on my radar that I, I wanted to uh, first establish a program, uh, get it rolling, get it winning, then hand it off to one of my guys. Coach, did this happen right away after the season, or was this something that you and the Glazer family and Todd had been working on kind of as soon as the season ended? No, Todd was kind of in the cold about it. This was something Jason Light and I, uh, we had talked about, obviously, when Tom retired, uh, there was a little change of plans. You know, I I was not going to set Todd up uh, with a different quarterback. Um, But when Tom decided to come back, that made it easy. I was like, now the, the organization's in a great spot. He's got a great chance to win. I can step away and, and be a, uh, an advisor. And uh, uh, it's something I always wanted to do. I wanted to be able to stay in the building and have the relationships, you know, with the players and uh, walk through the locker room and still cuss them out and, uh, and everything else. But uh, be on the sidelines when I wanted to be and, uh, and watch somebody else do it that I, I really care about. Coach, would you have stayed the head coach of the Bucks if Brady had stayed retired? Uh, yes, probably. Uh, until I found a quarterback that I felt we could win with. Coach, I'm going to ask you some questions here because I want to stab some things in the heart here because I don't believe some of the shit that's out there on you. When it, I, I, I go on Twitter and I go on my show and we reach some mass amount of people and it bugs me when I hear this, that Tom Brady pushed you out of the head coaching position. And by the way, please be Bruce Arians 
when you hear shit like that. <laughs> Dude, if you know me, oh, I put you yes. anywhere. <laughs> you know, Tom and I have a great relationship. I mean, you know, as a player coach, it, it was awesome. You know, uh, we we laughed a lot about, you know, he played for Bill for all those years, a defensive minded head coach. And then, you know, you got to see a different side of a head coach who was an offensive guy. And uh, so, yeah, we I mean, I, I love what Byron Leftwich did with Tom and the offense. And I got way too much credit. I didn't do anything. But uh, it was a great on-the-field relationship and even better off-the-field relationship. So, Coach, you know, you, you said something yesterday, and I know how protective you are. And, by the way, I, tell, I talk all the time with Coach Johnson and Coach Wanstad and Butch, and I say this all the time. You should see how protective they are of their coaching staff because they want those guys to elevate, get another job. And you I'm, – I'm, I'm not speaking for you here, but – what I heard yesterday, what you said was, is that Brady got too much of the credit. And I'm assuming that you probably thought that you maybe got too much of the credit and that Byron didn't get enough credit because you want to see him eventually get a head coaching job. Is that how I'm reading it? Oh, totally. You know, I, I think um, when when Tom's your quarterback, um, and rightfully so, he, he deserves a ton of it because he's out there doing it. Somebody's got to put him in place. And, and Byron did it. Byron did an unbelievable job with that offense, mixing – uh, systems that Tom was comfortable with versus what we do and mixing them all together. Um, I sat and watched and uh, people didn't give Byron enough credit because I think they thought I had a hand too much of a hand in the offense. And, uh, you know, so I think he got real close in Jacksonville last year. Um, he'll be a head coach real soon. So coach, you're not going into meetings and doing this. We're not running this play. We're not running. <laughs> hey, I have to ask this shit because it aggravated me too, Coach. I couldn't wait to get you on. I mean, what, do you think, Coach, it was your style that maybe the media didn't understand? That to me, I just like I brought you on, Coach. When a coach is not on your shit and he's not in your ass, that's when you worry, man. That's when you're out the door in the NFL. And do you think the media doesn't understand that? Oh, I don't think they have a clue, most of them. And, uh, you know, but um, yeah, I, I had to really laugh at Rich's thing, uh, where he got it from, man. I, that, I don't even have a red pen, but I never, I never met with those guys like that. I, I would put in five or six ideas if Byron put them in, he put them in, and I never took a damn thing out. If anybody took anything out, it'd be Tom, because we always meet on Fridays and Saturdays with the quarterback and say, scratch out every play you don't want. If you don't want it called, take it off. Because uh, we're not going to call a play you don't like just because we like it as coaches. Don't make any sense if the quarterback didn't either like it or understand it. You're wasting your time. And uh, so that's why it's always been for, for me for 20 years as, as uh, working with quarterbacks. So, Coach, well, I, I would say this to you that, you know, all the things that you have done and look at all the people that you've worked with. Hell, you were coached by Bear Bryant going all the way back to the beginning with you here. Um, you know, I would say this. Will you stay retired or if another opportunity comes up to build again, a coaching staff and maybe something else, or is this it now you're. This is it, this is it for me coaching. I, I got dream job now. Uh, I, I got a great title. Don't know what I do, but uh, <laughs> it, it, I get to, I get to maintain a, an office in the building and be there when I want to be there. And, and uh, whoever needs me, the owners, general manager, Todd, Byron, whoever it is, I'll be there for them. And uh, I look forward to, you know, we, a lot of draft work this year more probably more than i've ever done on the draft uh so i'll get back next week and uh 
and get with Jason and Todd a little bit and then continue to, as we fill out the roster before the draft, which Jason does a great, great job. Best, you know, he and Steve Kime are two of the best I've ever worked with. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get all that done. Coach, um, were you shocked it was Bowles or did you have an influence on Bowles because of your relationship with all the years with Todd or were you a little bit shocked that it wasn't Byron? Why wasn't it not Byron and why was it Todd that got the buck job? Well, two things. I think experience, experience of doing two jobs. You know, Todd had been a head coach, called his defense. Uh, and the first time you do that, it's not easy. It was, it was hard for me in Arizona being the offensive coordinator and, and also being a head coach. But I had 12 games to practice in Indianapolis. You don't get that in the NFL, you know, as a, when I was taking care of Chuck. And uh, so I knew I could do it. Uh, Byron, Byron's turn's coming. And, uh, yeah, I was really, you know, it was easy for me to, to name Todd. Did you advise Byron not to take that Jacksonville job because there could be too many voices in the building? No, not at all. I think I, think I wanted it for him, and he wanted it. He had a great young quarterback. I think everything was set up for him there. It just didn't work out. Coach, a couple more questions for you here. Um, you know, I know you got a brand new title. I'll talk about it here in a minute because I talked to some people in the Buck organization, and I'm like, so what's he doing again? And so I'll, I'll get to that, but, Coach, I have a job for you that I think that you'd be perfect on. Why don't you become the police officer for the Rooney Rule? Because your, your coaching staffs over the years are exactly what the NFL should be aspiring to do. When you're talking about elevating positions, you're talking about elevating coordinators, you're talking about having diversity in your in your coaching staffs, I'll flat out ask you, do you think the Rooney Rule works in the NFL? I think it's getting better. I, you know, I, I've been a proponent of what happened this year. You know, that's how I got Byron started on an internship in Arizona. Uh, so I hear you had to beg him. I did, man, like for three years to get off the golf course because <laughs> I knew he'd be a star. Um, you know, I, I, I begged Kelly Holcomb and, uh, you know, he was just too, too, he was coaching his kids too much. And uh, so, yeah, there's certain guys, you know, Drew Stanton's another one I've had that I'd be a hell of a coach and a, and a coordinator real fast. But Byron, Byron was very, very special. Um, so, you know, we kept pushing the league and pushing the league to adopt this program, of whether it's former players uh, but get young people in the offensive side of the football to start building that chain that Byron came from. And, and finally we did it. What, what do you feel this time around? Because you're right. If you look at the coaches, I mean, even coach Johnson started out one in 15. I mean, Mike Shanahan was horrible with the Raiders ended up going on winning two Super Bowls. I mean, a lot of coach Bill Belichick. I mean, you could say whatever you want about Cleveland, um, but Belichick in Cleveland, he learned his lesson, I think, how he handled the quarterback situation between Testaverde and Kozar. And when that same scenario came up, Coach, in New England, between Bledsoe and between Brady, he made the right choice that time. Is that the experience of what you're talking about, why you feel Todd's ready now? Because he's oh, gone through totally, a little bit of totally. that. Yeah, that – and you're not doing it – you're not – going in and getting introduced to a different general manager. You already know how Jason thinks. You've worked with him in Arizona. You've worked with him here. Uh, you know, you got a great staff. Um, everything's in place. Everything. you got a good football team. And uh, so it, it should be totally easier for him just because of the unknown is not there. It's all known. And uh, now you got to stay healthy and you got to win games. But, uh, but the hard part is when you go in, in my first year in Arizona, 
getting to know Steve Kime, getting to know Jason Light, what they were, you know, those guys saying what we saw as a player, you know, as coaches. And if your personnel staff and your coaching staff, if they're not working really well together, you're not going to win. Coach, who had the most influence on you in your coaching career? Pittsburgh taking over for Coach Pagano, doing what you did in Arizona, or what you did with Brady with the Buccaneers, or is it just an overall hodgepodge of taking a little bit from here, there, and there, and then making your own music with it? Yeah, it goes all the way back to being a wishbone quarterback, you know. And uh, Virginia the, Tech. The ideas of play action passes, full full action and then throwbacks and the things just keep adding over the years. Tom Moore had a great influence. Joe Pendry had a great influence on me uh, being working for two great coordinators in the NFL, Jim Moore, Marty Schottenheimer. Um, But probably Jimmy Sharp was the the most influential guy was my head coach at Virginia tech my, my last year. And he started me coaching and then coach Bryant and just watching him, just watching him handle people every single day was just a, a learning experience every single day. Finally, coach, you at Virginia Tech, you know, you were Tiki and Rondé Barber's roommate when you were there at Virginia Tech. I know Rondé pretty well. And he said that Bruce and him were roommates. And I'm like, interesting. I go, were they the first interracial roommates? He goes, yes. And I went, huh. It started there, didn't it, coach? Oh, yeah. JB, their dad is a great human being. And, uh, we had a great time, man. Uh, I got married after my freshman year, so but we were we were we started coaching together. We bought our, our first houses right next to each other, and uh, and the twins we'd babysit Rondé when they take Tiki to the hospital all the time. And uh, so yeah, it was uh, man. We grew up together, so it was uh, yeah, it was a great great time. Okay, I got to sneak one more in. What's this new job? What do you personnel or just kicking people in the ass? What is it? Is it are you the resident boot? In now yeah, Tampa, I think, I think it's like okay, what who you need to kick in the ass? Let me go. And uh, tell me who it is. If it's on the if it's on the uh, sales team, if it's if it's on the coaches' staff, it's on the players, uh, whatever it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, we. Uh, I didn't like that senior part. You know, that makes me feel old. But the senior football analyst is uh, or advisor. Uh, it's it's a cool title. I just got to figure out what the hell it is. No, it gives you a chance to have more martinis though, right at night. Oh, I promise you, bro. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much for finding time for me, man. Have a great time, and I'll be watching. You know I'm pulling for the Bucks all the time. Big Sills an alum, so I'm there with you. Anytime you need me for anything, Coach, I'm there for you. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Danny. You got it, man. Bruce Arians, head football coach, formerly of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hit the like button. Back in three minutes. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Busty Sanders chance. <laughs> Yeah, not bad, you know, for Sills, I guess. You know, hey, getting Bruce Arians on for 25 minutes. And, you know, you know, just, you know. By the way, he called Rich Ornberger's report a lie. He basically, on our show, said two important things. He would have remained head coach if Brady had stayed retired. He also said... That Rich Orberger's report of him and Brady having a tiff is a lie. I'm going to tweet that. I didn't say it. Bruce Arian said it. And by the way, I'm going to at Rich Orberger because I knew it was a lie. Where he got, like, like he said, I don't know where he got that. It could be the furthest from the truth. Tom and I had a great relationship. Why is that so hard to believe? They won a Super Bowl. Let me look at this for a second. Let's let's look at this. 11 and 5. And I believe they won 12. Did the Bucs win 12 games last year? Did they win 12 or 13 this last season? I thought the Bucs went 12 and 5. They go 12 and 5? That's 23 and 10. They were 5-0 and or 4-0 and in the playoffs last year. And they were 2-1 and this year. So they were 6-1. and They were 6-1 and in two years in the playoffs together. 
and they were 23 and 10. Dude. <laughs> uh, wait, what, what, why is Xander calling me Benjamin Wentz? <laughs> Dude, come on, guys. Bruce Arians was 23 and 10 with the Super Bowl and 6 and 1 in the postseason with Tom Brady. And why doesn't anyone believe the coach? Why did see what people do in today's media? They string this bullshit narrative out there that doesn't exist. They keep telling a lie until it's true. Oh, hey, Maniac, he was great. You got to watch him. They keep, they spun lies. I can't wait. Right, Xander? I can't wait to tweet that interview out. Dude, that interview is going to rock everyone. And you know what's going to happen when I post this and when Xander and I post this and when Jacob posts this? King of content, as I say all the time, big sales. You know what's going to happen? Watch the media do two things. Attack me. Attack Bruce. And defend people who made the lie up about Brady. Remember I said it. See, you got to have Xander, tough skin like Sills. Got to have it. Because when you find truth, and a guy like Bruce, you, hey, so you think a guy like Bruce Arians builds his reputation on lying to people or telling them the truth? That's controversial, guys. People hate the truth. People hate to be shown. Like like earlier today when I told um, Barrett, your team's never had a wide receiver have a 100-catch season in its history. Man, you could have bought me with a wooden nickel, he said. I would never have believed that. You wouldn't have believed when I started to show up by saying that Howie Roseman hits on his draft choices 19%. 19%? He's got all those draft picks. So basically out of 10 draft picks he's got, he'll hit on 1.9 of them with players that'll hit their second contract. But good luck building your team that way. Oh, God. Every podcaster.com nobody oh silly oh didn't hammer him enough ah you let him off the hook oh i know i know i know you guys are all pros how come they don't answer your phone call but they always answer mine because i don't know anything and i make shit up that's probably why look at the guest list of people we've had on this program and continue to have and by the way, once Big Joe opens it up a little bit more, now that we're going to go three hours starting April 18th, we're going to be putting guys like Doc Rivers on. I'm going to put them all on. I'll put the manager of the Phillies on. You know where he, you know where he was, right? The manager of the Phillies? He was a bench coach for my, my boy Joe Madden. <laughs> Dear friends with that dude. 
Ain't nobody in Philly I don't know. I know Daryl Morey very well. Shit, I know Bobby Clark very well. He used to come on my program all the time because he knew all the Philadelphia Flyer fans in Tampa. Get Trump? Sorry, I had him on already. Dude, there's nobody. I've had Obama on too. Softballs, Chris says. I asked him if Brady pushed you out of, into retirement. What's soft about that? I asked Bruce Arians, Bruce, did Tom Brady push you into retirement? No. What, what, not to the point with that. Joy of the world. Will you stop you? Jesus criminy. Get Trump on here. Yeah, get Trump on here. YouTube would shut my channel down. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I got the Ayatollah on, it'd be all right. You know, or Putin on, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. But if I got Trump on, the, the channel would melt. Oh, my God, you're a racist. You believe in cops beating the shit out of people. Yeah, that's right. It's what I do. Uh, let me let me, let me, me leave that alone because my aunt will be screaming at me later on if I keep it up. So I'm going to be good. Oh, man. Right? I asked the guy, the Tom Brady, here, here are the questions. By the way, I write a couple notes down, and I go by what they – usually what I do is I put a couple notes down, and I kind of go where they go, where they want to go. The reason people – hey, hey, Xander, how many times now has Bruce been on the show? Three? I think Bruce has been on the show three times now. I think that that was his third appearance. Three full. Yeah, three times. Yeah, he's been on the program three times now. Oh, by the way, Todd Bowles will be on too, probably around the draft. Here, let me, let me, let me double check. See when Coach Bowles is coming on. That damn Sirianni, man. He's a hard guy to play with. But Big Sills will get him. I'm going to have Frank put some heat on him. Frank, your boy. Who would have thought, too, we were paisans? Yeah? Jody who? Oh, no. Hey, wait a minute. I got Joe. No, Jody. I know. Yeah, Jody's got pull. He does. Jody's got pull. Jody is a Philly legend. He is. Radio legend, too. Even though he's one of Mark Chernoff's guys. We're okay with that, I guess, for now. Since he's been retired, Chernoff, it's good. It's all right. Yeah, Jody, I know. I'm not a Chernoff guy. <laughs> all right, look. There's no question I'm going to be doing another mock draft. My draft right here, man. Here's who I had. We did this about two months ago, I think. Rock's coming on closer to the start of the XFL monster. Um, Wick, you like Jimmy? My aunt wants Jimmy on, too. We're going to get Jimmy closer to the draft. I want to save Jimmy Johnson for the draft. I said Trent McDuffie. Xander hated that. Devin Lloyd. And this was back when they had three picks in the first round. I said Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Well, that ain't happening. I like McScruffy now. Whoo. Okay, good. I changed Xander's opinion on it. 
the guy from Cincinnati, from what I'm understanding, um, right? That DB from Cincinnati, they're saying, is probably the best talent. Okay. But they're also, but they're saying McDuffie's probably the best corner in the draft. Okay. Jody loves wrestling. That's cool. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that, Birdman. You know what's crazy, Birdman? All the people that go on my Twitter, but if you went on my Twitter page, man, you would go like this. Hey, man, they, they attack me when I get anybody on. Oh, this Bruce Arians interview. The national media is going to kill me. But why would you kill me for getting him to say the truth? Because you know why they're going to kill me? It's because Bruce called Rich Ornberger a liar. And I'm putting it that way. Hey, Rich, Bruce Arians called you a liar. Any comment? That's how I'm going to pose it. And no, Tom Brady didn't push me upstairs. And I would have come back to coach the Bucks if Brady had stayed retired. You don't think that's big news? Have you ever, has anyone heard Bruce Arians say that he would have stayed the Bucks head coach if Brady had stayed retired? Have you heard that anywhere? Or did you hear it here? Rich Ornberger, who's put on all these national shows, was called a liar today by Bruce Arians himself. <laughs> I could just see Xander going, this is breaking. He's, I, he, you know what he's doing right now? I could see that face. He's dobbing his head. He's going, tells. <laughs> it's huge news. Because all the media now, they're going to have to come up with a game plan tomorrow. Well, Arians is obviously lying. Oh, well, Bruce, is, Arians is lying. And you don't believe what he's saying. Well, that's a you thing. That's that's a you thing. See, you can attack me when I say something. Oh, by the way, I said that the Eagles had a deal on the table. What was it, April 2nd? Ian Rappaport comes out today and says, well, the Eagles are one of the top teams to land Honey Badger. And they had a Zoom conference today. It's not news here. That's not news. Pole smoker sills? <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> What's that mean? Pick up. <laughs> oh, man. What an absolutely wonderful. Oh, my God. Hey, by the way, I love how people are attacking Barrett. You know what I said to Barrett? I said, congratulations, Barrett. You've now. You've now graduated to elevate to uh, level three now in the world of sports talk. Once you get people talking shit on you and saying that you're this and you're that, you don't know anything about football. Really? Guy played 12 years, has a Super Bowl ring. He don't know shit. Okay. But you with four followers does. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to set it. Listening to Barrett, give me some intel on how the Eagles are run. 
I'm going to listen to a guy with four followers. He's telling me the birth don't know shit. All right. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Bruce just lit the world on fire. Thank you, Hugh. You guys, but you guys make it happen, man. I really mean it. You guys totally make it happen. Oh, and by the way, April 27th, don't show up that day. I'm going to Ocean's Casino. By the way, Xander and Big Joe go, you're coming. Yeah, because my aunt's coming down to see me with my my cousin Lucy. So she's going to be coming down. Behave yourself around my aunt too. Okay, please behave yourselves. I have to behave myself. You have to behave yourselves. Okay, and my cousin Lucy, very protective for her. She's a, she's a wonderful person. So behave around these two. Seth Joyner, Big Sales, Brian Westbrook, D Gunn. Barrett's going to make a stop by. Bro, we're going to own Oceans. All I can tell you is, hey, Joe, do me a favor. You better have that credit card open, Junior. Because Big Seals likes to eat lobster too, boss. <laughs> hey, man, thank you guys so much. We'll be back on the middle tomorrow. Really appreciate it. I love doing that show with him too, man. And I can't wait to see the new show kick off on Jacob too. Fantastic, man. We've got a great lineup. Starting on the 18th. I cannot wait for all of it to happen. We're expanding three hours. It's really going to be great. I we, I could just see our 2022 seasons already exploding. We're killing it. As you can see, people stop by now all the time. And we thank you for being part of that all the time. So till then, hit the like button. If you missed the Bruce Arians interview, please go back and watch it. We thank you. Four to six tomorrow. We'll see you on the flip side. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.